What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Uh, healthy life, yeah. Doing well. Um, Big day today, man. Uh, yeah, exactly. Interested in seeing what's going to happen today. But we'll get to that later. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about some more fun things, right? So, I mean, that's that's going to get crazy probably later on today. Matter of fact, I can almost guarantee it's going to get crazy, don't you think? Yeah, uh, honestly, um, with the the... the scheduled protest um we know there's going to be uh people in there that aren't actually trump supporters that are going to instigate things um uh-huh. agent provocateurs that, yes exactly we we know that's going to happen so we'll definitely see what happens we we also have the um georgia senate race uh we should oh, know yes. those today sometime oh yeah should yeah yeah it's amazing what you can do with two million unverified absentee ballots it's amazing what you can do right yeah but let's not talk about that right now we'll get into some of that stuff later on this afternoon we've also got marty on this afternoon we're going to be talking about some uk stuff and what's going on down there they are locked down hard for you know i didn't think about this bruce until until just now it's funny boris johnson he locked the nation down for a period of about 100 days didn't he yeah and and what's what's Joe Biden calling for if he makes it to the Oval Office his first hundred days? A hundred yeah. day hard lockdown. Huh. That's strange. Strange how that works. Just <laughs> you'd almost think that it was coordinated somehow. All right. Your friend, and you're probably getting tired of me saying that, aren't you? No, I mean it's you know, it's meant jokingly. And, yeah. You know. Your your friend, Governor mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo of New York. Now, he's had a reputation that, that has been built around him through this whole COVID crisis, right? All of this, uh, the management that he's he's dealt with and the, um, the, well, really the leadership that he's put forth with himself in this crisis, in this time of crisis and, and mass death. I think it speaks volumes about him and his character, don't you? I really think it does. Uh, I, I do indeed think it, uh, that is the case, yes. Yeah, now Governor Cuomo was... <laughs> can't do this with a straight face. Governor Cuomo was going to go to the Buffalo Bills game, the playoff game, uh-huh. because he wanted to see it. So there was still a, a thing on mass gatherings, but he changed the rules because he wanted to go to the game, you see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he allowed, because he was going to go, he is so graciously allowed 6,400 fans to attend alongside him. So he can be at the game and, and enjoy it. But mm-hmm. but now here's here's the here's the thing. The people that have signed up to go to the game, they've doubled that number over. Uh, and as of 930 a.m. yesterday, more than 13000 people have signed a petition on change.org to ban Governor Cuomo from attending that playoff game with all of the people. Oh, why would they do such a thing? He's uh, he's such, such a he's, he's such a leader. He, he's such mm-hmm. a leader. He's a man of the people. Mm-hmm. And and to I mean, wouldn't you want to be around a guy like that with with that kind of aura, that kind of leadership, that kind of uh that kind of gall about himself? Why wouldn't you want to attend a game with someone like that? That would be his, a historic event, something you could tell your children about. Yes, uh, I definitely could tell my children about the 
interaction I had with Cuomo. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. And you could also tell him about how he committed mass murder and didn't even so much as get a, a parking ticket for it. Yeah. And it, that would explain as to why I had the interaction I had with Cuomo. Yes. I would explain it to Mike. You know, kids. I was wrong. I was wrong. He He's going to allow 6,700 fans to attend the game. What, what, would, what would happen if uh, he's still allowed to go, right? Um, Cuomo? Well, I don't think you can actually stop him. I mean, you could sign a petition from here to the moon and back, and I don't think that's enough to actually stop anybody, is it? I mean, oh. it would, ultimately, it would be the, the property owner that would have to remove them from the property, right? Technically, yes. I mean, you could also just kind of get in the way um, as a peaceful protest and, you know, stop him or his vehicle from being able to get there. As we've said, politicians tend to be cowards. So if you were to mount a, a large enough protest and just not let him through, I mean, he'll fold and leave. Yeah. I mean, and I, I could see that if you've got 13,000 people, but I mean, that's a petition that's online that circulates. So you can't be sure that you can actually get the people that signed that petition to be down there to blockade him from actually being there to stop the convoy of his, his um, well, his armored brigade to bring him there. Well, uh, the other thing is too, is if you're, um, uh, such a wonderful leader as him. Man of the people. Uh, man of the people. Man of the people, yes. Um, he would just cancel the, he would shut down the entire facility and there would be no game. Well, all fans will be required to obtain a negative COVID test result through the NFL's testing partner. Now, see, I wonder I wonder who has an investment in those tests. Gee, I'm, I'm just wondering. Uh, mm. Bioreference laboratories in order to attend the game. Uh, it is believed that Governor Cuomo is planning to attend the game. But the person who launched the petition wrote, uh, his name is uh, Jeffrey Dorenzo. He launched, or he, the man who launched the petition, he wrote, so Cuomo is going to attend our playoff game after telling us that we can only attend at less than 10% capacity. If he thinks he has more right to a seat in that stadium over people who have waited over 20 years for this opportunity, then people better be there to protest his entry. This is our team. This is our home. And we don't want you here. Yeah, I concur. It's not my team. It's not my home, but uh, I don't want Cuomo there. You don't want him there? Bruce, you don't even like football. Do you even know what a football looks like? <laughs> yeah, actually, we, we uh, I did play a form of football uh, in high school. Um, I cannot recite the name here because it was um, highly offensive in today's world. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So one person had the ball and it was basically a free for all. And yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it was. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway. Yes. Uh, Governor Cuomo, you're you're a disgrace. All right. Moving along. Now, a new law has been put into effect that will protect the Apollo sites from future moon missions. What do you think about this? So on its surface, I like this. Uh, is that, on is the that a pun? Is that is that a pun? Surface? Yeah. Actually, it was not intended. But now that you pointed it out. Sure. I'll go with that. <laughs> so I had to. Um, I'm sorry. So. I don't I don't see any problem with this. However, like just surface level, because this is uh, this is protecting our history. This is protecting um, uh, like a monument, if you will. So in one sense, I, I, I don't have an issue with it. Um, I would want to see exactly how the law is worded and, you know, what 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 exactly is going on here before I get a, you know, a, a clear view on it. But just from what little bit. Uh, I know so far. Yeah, I'm for it. I, I'm for protecting our historical landmarks and those sorts of things. It, it leaves a um, 
but I mean, one day when we have a colony on the moon, I mean, that may be a um, tourist site, you know, and you may have um, tourists that visit there and see the, the, do you know, um, we should have, we should have had a colony on the moon like 30 years ago. Seriously. Like that, we're, we're way behind on this nonsense. But the United States has enacted its first legislation that requires American companies and other entities working with NASA on new missions to the moon to avoid disturbing the U.S. hardware that was left there 50 years ago. The One Small Step to Protect Human Heritage in Space Act, and yeah, like the Neil Armstrong, Armstrong reference mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. Um, it became law on Thursday, December 31st. Now, this is going to run wild in the conspiracy theory department because... I can already see it coming. This is going to say, well, they don't want people getting near it because uh, they don't want it to be shown that we've never been there. Can you see that coming out of it? Because I can. Yeah, I do see that. The The question is, is uh, again, how is how is it worded? Is it a well, we, we can't have anyone near it because if it's worded like that, then, yeah, I could totally see conspiracy theorists running with that. But if it's more of a um, just don't uh, interfere with the equipment. Uh, honestly, I, I would prefer a, a perimeter around there that you can't go on because you've got the footprints that would still be there. You've got the equipment, uh, that would still be there. So you, you wouldn't want to, you know, stir that up. So the, the, the and soil I'm sure, so there would be a perimeter, but right. Yeah. And I'm sure that since we've passed this legislation, I'm sure that other nations will abide by that. Like China, I'm sure they'll follow that. Oh yes. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Um, that this is a if you want to enforce this law if you truly want to enforce this this is the reason we need uh space force i mean if we're going to continue to have america be relevant uh in the future uh in space we have to expand our presence into space and as i said we're way behind uh and with these people that are attempting this shutting down of our economy and and trying to drag us back a thousand years this isn't helping this isn't helping get the hell out of the way and i'm serious and i mean that with all sincerity and every fiber of my being get the hell out of the way we don't have time for your nonsense anymore you you people are are relics from the past you're not the future you're the past get the hell out of the way sorry yeah, you're, that, that's that's my sentiment as well, uh, because it, as you said, if they would have been out of the way uh, for all of this, we would be much further along in space. We would be much further along technologically because they've been in the way with regulations. And honestly, I would say that corporations have kind of been in the way as well because yes, they fund these politicians and they're lobbying to have laws changed to stifle competition or they just buy up competition in general. So what is that doing to our, um, you know, to, to entrepreneurs and, and people that are inventors and, and creating something? I mean, how many technologies have been stifled because it would interfere with business, you know, larger businesses that have been going for a while now, like, for example, oil. How many technologies do we have that could compete with oil, but because of um, the oil companies and the money that they have, they're able to, to buy up or stifle those um, uh, uh, rising technologies? Hydrogen. Mm-hmm. The hydrogen car, the hydrogen fuel cell should have been here over a decade ago, easily. Should have been here over a decade ago, almost two decades ago now. Should have been here, but it's not. Do you think the oil companies want something like that? The, the thousand mile per gallon carburetor exists. Do you think they, the oil companies want you to have that technology? They don't. They don't. Hydrogen. 
right? You and I have talked about alternative fuel sources here before. It's mm-hmm. not that they it's not that they don't want it. It's that they don't want everyone else in the free market to be able to have it. It's not that they don't want it. They know that if it gets released and it gets into the marketplace, they're not going to be able to control it. See, that's what all this nonsense is about with uh, the lockdowns and the Great Reset and all that stuff. It's to bankrupt and make everyone else so poor that we can never fight back. That's what it's about. So we don't get an opportunity. They know best. They know how things are going to go. They know how things are going to work. No, 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 no. You people don't know how to build. You know how to ruin and destroy everything. You don't know how to build anything. If you knew how to build something, then you could innovate. You could get something that's better than what we've got. You could present that, but you don't. You don't. I'm really surprised at some how many companies are actually on board with all this because, for example, the oil companies, um, they want the consumer to be wealthy. They want the consumer to have excess money so that they can spend it on their product. Um, really, there's a lot of companies that that should be more interested in, in um, ensuring consumers have plenty of money. Uh, but unfortunately, they've all sided with governments and uh, the, the, the organizations that can print money and completely annihilate that money. It, it, it really... Well, they've been told... They've been told that if they do this, then they'll get the golden ticket, right? They'll be allowed to to go through and operate on the other side. And that's not true at all. The corporations will be double-crossed on the other side, too. Only a select yeah. few, a very select few, will be allowed through. Yeah, if you go if you go social, the road of socialism or Marxism, um, none of those corporations really make it. Exactly. There's a very small few that make it, exactly. like you're saying. They're fools. They're fools. They're, they're damn fools. That's what they are. So, I mean, hey, you want to continue to support the big corporations? Fine. Go ahead. I remember three, four, five years ago now, I was telling friends of mine who work for a major international corporation. I'm not going to say which one, but I remember I was telling them privately. I said, you have got to stop these corporations now. You've got to stop these corporations now. And I, when I say stop, I mean, you've got to smack them with the Sherman Antitrust Act and, and shut them down now. You've got to break them up. You've got to seize them, break them up and, and part them off. You have to, because if you don't, then what? The amount of kickback that I got from them was unbelievable about, oh boy, that sounds dictatorial. What, what kind of person are you? And I sit and I'm sitting there and I'm saying, fellas, what are you going to do when that's probably one of the only companies left? Then what? And of course, I was a crazy uh, conspiracy theorist. I didn't know what I was talking about. Are they laughing now? Now that their their small businesses are being shut down? Can't do anything with them. Anyway, moving along. The New York Stock Exchange will now delist three big Chinese telecoms, reversing their decision once again. They can't make up their mind. First, they will delist them, then they won't delist them, then they're going to delist them, then they're not. Trump signed an executive order a couple of weeks ago ordering Chinese, or excuse me, American companies and Chinese companies that have connections to the Chinese Communist Party and the People's Liberation Army to be delisted from the New York Stock Exchange. But there's a little bit of a problem. That executive order goes into effect in about a week. The person that is to carry out this uh, executive order by the president of the United States that owns the New York Stock Exchange is Senator Kelly Loeffler's husband. And he said that he's not going to do it, but then he will do it, but then he won't do it. So the New York Stock Exchange will delist, they started with this part of it, will delist three Chinese telecom giants after all, saying its second reversal in two days came after new guidance from the Treasury Department. Oh, see, you had to get the okay from the Treasury Department. You couldn't just do it. The NYSE announced on Thursday it will remove U.S. traded shares of China Telecom, China Mobile, and China Unicom from the big board to comply with an executive order signed by President Donald Trump. The order sought to bar American companies and individuals from investing in firms that the administration alleged 
aid the People's Liberation Army in China. Alleged. You see, it's not proven. It's not proven. So I'm, I agree with the sentiment of this, but as far as principle, technically, this isn't in the power of the government or, or specifically the president. Um, he doesn't have the power really uh, to tell them to remove uh, that, that, that comes into the economy and stuff. And at best, maybe Congress could, but uh, I don't know that that's when you yeah, start but Congress- getting into- Congress isn't going to. That, that's the thing. Congress isn't going to do anything about it because most of them are on the Chinese Communist Party payroll. Hell, cocaine Mitch is at the top of their payroll list. Yeah. and But that, that's kind of my point, though, in this, that um, that may be the case. But at the same time, it's still not within the powers uh, of the president. So really, it, it falls to the American people. If you want it done, then maybe you should elect different politicians. But I don't know. Well, we're faced with a very perplexing situation when it comes to that anyway, aren't we? Yeah, well, we're not entirely sure our votes uh, mean anything. That's right. That's right. And speaking of that, Bruce, have you ever heard of a U.S. senator named Mitt Romney? I think his name is. Oh, yes. Uh, I have uh, heard of his name a few times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mitt Romney was hanging out in an airport in Salt Lake City and a woman decided that she was going to walk up to him. And the first thing he said was, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. put your mask on. It's the law. Put your mask on. It's the law. And, and why is it that these politicians are wearing two masks now? Hell, one doesn't work. So what? You're going to wear two? It's not the law, by the way. Yeah, it's not. It's not. But is the is the two mask thing? Is that I mean, OK, so one is virtue signaling. What's two? I honestly, I, I don't know what the purpose of wearing two is. Uh, are you wearing the, the one on the outside? And that's the uh, the one that gets most dirty. I don't know what their intention is there. I, I think it's all virtue signaling. Um, well, he wouldn't talk to her until she put a mask on. He wouldn't say anything. So she said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it just because I want to have a chat with you. So she does. And she's asking him, she says, tell me why you don't support President Trump. What is your problem? And he says, I do support President Trump. I'm sorry. I do agree with many of the things he's for, and I support him. Your comments and your little uh, MSNBC and CNN interviews say otherwise, sir. You were voted in as a conservative to represent the conservative constituents, period. She went on to say that you're voted in to represent us. You work for us, or am I wrong? And he doesn't say anything. She said, there's a lot of people who didn't vote for you, and we'll make sure of that one. They didn't want you in there anyway. And then she went on to say, I wouldn't be surprised if you weren't even voted in legally. You're a joke, an absolute joke. And it's a disgusting shame. Isn't this what I said was going to happen? Once you start losing the integrity in your election process and and everything that's happened with uh, the Trump election with no standing and, uh, well, baseless claims and this and that, courts won't hear it. Supreme Court tossed it, didn't even bother to look at it. The state legislatures, the electors, they certified, illegally certified, by the way, a fraudulent election in those key states because they don't want any of this being looked at. They want none of it being looked at, which makes more sense now that I think on it. They don't want any of it being looked at because it would call into question every elected official at this point, wouldn't it? At least uh, since we started using Dominion, uh, at least since then. Yeah. Yeah. And the mail-in voting thing. Sorry. No, no, of course. But OK, you can't you can't blame Romney for the mail-in voting. But was was Romney appointed or did he actually get elected? I, I think Romney was actually elected. Was he elected? Uh, yeah, OK. All right. She went on to say that, uh, you know, you don't listen to your constituents and, and all this. Well, the, the interesting thing is, is Romney was on his way back to the Capitol for today, right, for the um, uh, the certification by the uh, the House and Senate. And 
he made the mistake of getting onto a plane with all of the people that were going to the Trump rally. That was his mistake. As he's on the plane, the entire plane ride from Salt Lake City to Washington, D.C., were people on the plane screaming traitor at him. Serves him right. All right, I tell you what, last few minutes here, let's do a couple out of the Babylon B because they're just funny. Right now, uh, Babylon B, for those that don't know, this is complete satire. This is not real. It is it is just stuff that they come up with. It's political humor. But to be fair, when we do some of these things, it sounds more like reality, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. For example, this one right here. Again, complete satire. But tell me this wouldn't be right. Chinese Communist Party flag flies over the Capitol, marking Democrat control of the presidency, House and Senate. Could be reality, right? We may not actually see that literally, but we're going to see that figuratively. Figuratively, yeah. But again, yeah. it's it's hard to distinguish between satire and reality at this point, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, because when you look at what Biden has done, like his family and the deals they've done with China, mm-hmm. uh, not, not a Chinese, like not just in inconspicuous businesses over in China, right? The CCP and giving away some of our secrets. Yeah, that's literally what's going to happen here. Beijing Joe. Freedom yeah. is over, Biden announced to the press as the red flag of the Chinese Communist Party flew over the Capitol, marking that the marking that the Democrats now have control of the presidency, Senate and House. The Bill of Rights is gone, Biden continued. The free markets will end now that we have a slim majority in the House and Senate. Liberty shall be destroyed as long as we can get Joe Manchin to agree. Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has submitted a number of designs for new gulags she drew in crayon, which will be sorry, which will be for people who don't announce their pronouns, which that's a new thing now. And the designs are expected to pass the new Congress easily. Some Democrats are concerned that the Supreme Court could stop their plans since the conservatives there interpret the Constitution as not allowing the government to destroy all freedom. But there are plans to pack the court with 500 members of Antifa. President Donald Trump assures everyone, though, that he actually won the presidency and Republicans did win the House and Senate. And he'll get all that cleared up next week or so. (laughs) Uh, How true that sounds, actually. Doesn't it? I mean, it really does. It, It does sound like it could be reality. I mean, as far as freedoms going away and all that kind of stuff, if if the Dems win Georgia, right, the two two runoffs, and it does, in fact, um, transpire that Biden is seated as president, say so long to a lot of your freedoms and Mm -hmm. you will not see another conservative in in office again. But they'll they'll ensure it. Here's a good one. Now, this could be indicative again. Babylon B complete satire. This could be indicative of what we might see later on today. Watch for it. Watch for it. Mostly peaceful protesters breach the U.S. Capitol. In a mostly peaceful demonstration that was very peaceful, some peace-loving and very non-violent protesters stormed the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. and attempted to occupy it in support of Trump. Trump asked the demonstrators to tone uh, to tone down the wanton peacefulness so it wouldn't get too out of hand ahead of his planned rally. All of the mostly peaceful demonstrators mostly ignored Trump's pleas because that's how much love, uh, how much they love peacefulness. After shuffling around the Capitol building for a few hours, they eventually filed out since they were unsure of what to do next. Hmm. My first impression is it, they wouldn't label it as mostly peaceful and it would be uh, violent terrorists or something, something to that effect, even though it was peaceful. However, there's a bit of doublespeak, if you will, here, because... Who was the mostly peaceful protesters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what BLM. you need. To, that's what you need to watch for. Yeah, 
that's yeah, what you watch need to watch for that stuff. So honestly, I, I think there's going to be some kind of um, provocateurs, agent provocateurs, as you said. Uh, I think there's going to be some uh, some of that going on. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually going to be Trump supporters that, that are going to do anything. No, no, I don't either. All right, we're out of time this morning, Bruce. So thank you for sitting down this morning. Thank you to all the listeners. For always stopping some more, please check us out later on this afternoon. And I hope everyone has a great morning.